What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Kendrick Ray, the Dreadlock Lawyer, here with another Dreadlock Lawyer Talk podcast. I am joined by a special guest today, Mr. Stephen Hudler. Thank you very much for coming in on the show today. It's great to be here. Um, you are a writer. You um, also love to talk about comic books and things entertainment-wise. So again, thanks again for coming on to the show today. That's, it's, again, it's my pleasure. It's good to be here. All right. Um, we're going to just cover a lot of um, things today, um, especially since a lot of entertainment things, entertainment-wise, came out this week. But um, but before we begin, just introduce yourself and tell everybody what it is that you are um, doing, what you're into. Well, again, my name's Stephen Hudler. Uh, I wrote a book recently called Deadlock. It's a superhero fiction-inspired book. Uh, it's something I've had in my head for a very long time. Uh, I back. Uh, when I first thought of it, I wanted to make a comic book, but I can't draw. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't know anyone right available who could draw. So I kind of kept it in my head. And eventually my wife kind of uh, prodded me along and said, why don't you just write it as a book? And I said, you know what, maybe I should try that. And it worked. Nice. So, okay. Um, is this the first book you've written or have you written a couple books beforehand? No, no, this is, this is my first one. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, oh. I, I actually just finished writing its sequel. It's being edited. I'm editing it right now. Okay. So hopefully early next year, that'll be out. All right. Um, the, um, your previous book is already out now. Yes. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll definitely have to pick that up at some point. Um, what made you choose the genre of um, superheroes? I, I can see the comic books you have in the background. <laughs> so you're obviously a geek like I am. Oh, yes. So, um, so what made you pick the superhero genre? Oh, I, I I love it. When I was a when I was a little kid, I legit thought superhero was going to be a uh, a real job opportunity. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting my, for that. I'm still talking to my <laughs> talking to my friends on the school bus. But uh, I realized I couldn't do that. You know, no 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 spiders biting me. I didn't get hit with some kind of uh, goo. So right. <laughs> I, I figured the next best thing would just uh, use my imagination and write about it. So what's the what's the premise essentially? Without giving too much away, on what's the premise of the um, actual story? There are two warring alien factions who have been fighting for a very long time, and they're stuck in a stalemate. Mm. So they choose a out of the way third party planet, which just happens to be Earth. Of course, uh, <laughs> they they show up, and each side picks a champion. They uh, endow each one with uh, special powers mm -hmm. and they kind of pit them against each other. And whoever, whoever wins, that side wins. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I, I actually like, I, I, I like death battle type of premises or fights for the fate of somebody's world and stuff. So that's how, that sounds pretty good. Pretty cool. I know there's a, I know DC Marvel have, done those things here and there um i think the latest thing dc has done is like war world if i'm not mistaken i haven't really been reading if i'm ever going to be honest i haven't really been up to date on a lot of dc stuff as far as like you know future state and all that but um yeah. you know things like that and, and it's funny because it kind of reminds me of invincible um which i watched you know, the first season already dropped in, you know, it talked about the Viltrumites, how they go from planet to planet and basically conquer them to add it to the empire. Mm -hmm. So I, I I definitely enjoyed that premise. Um, have you written anything else before, like maybe like shorthand or things like that? I've done a couple really short stories, uh, nothing significant. I uh, just to kind of get my feet wet and, and, mm -hmm. and see it and see what I can do and what I couldn't do. And right. Uh, but but deadlock is 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 the first major thing I've done, and I've gotten uh, I've, uh, I've I've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback from it, so I'm, I'm I'm very happy with that. Okay, how many years have you been writing? Um, uh, probably th three or four now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. writing Deadlock and, and again, writing a couple of short stories just here and there to just throw out on, on, on the internet to get some uh, exposure. 
Okay. Um, where do you usually like um, post up a lot of your writings? Well, I have I have something posted. I have the first two chapters of uh, Deadlock posted on uh, Wattpad. Okay. It's it's there for free. Just go ahead and take a look at that. And uh, I did have another short story. I took it down. I wanted to do a little bit of editing to it, and uh, I probably put it back up. It's it's called the house. Uh, <laughs> Basically, that's a, uh, a new family, uh, a young family moves into a new house. And the, the night they move in, they realize there's monsters there. And they're, they, uh, they kind of freak out and check out the next day. And uh, they realize that they're, they're living on the, uh, the uh, corner of uh, Sesame and Elm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like that little twist. That's an interesting yeah. take. Um, have you um ever like thought about like you know, or like were you like ever looking against like the comic book industry or or is oh, that yeah, a... <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's that that's that's always been in the back of my mind. I've always <laughs> you know, uh, you, you hear the stories of uh, the Marvel bullpen back in the old days, yeah, and I I just thought that would be the greatest thing in the world to. Uh, be able to uh, move to New York and 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 and, and write for Spider Man or Captain America or mm-hmm. or something like that. That and yeah, I, I guess that that dream is still kind of in the back of my head. You know, yeah. who knows? M- maybe someone will read my book and 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 like it and go, yeah, you know what? Maybe we can turn this into a comic book. And yeah, who knows? Go from there. Um, what are some of the pitfalls you've experienced with writing? Because I, I write too, but it's mainly more like things for like movies or TV shows or even videos that I do on YouTube. Like, what were some of the pitfalls that you happened to fall into and got out of, and you know, throughout your years of writing? Oh man, uh, pitfalls. There's a lot of ones I, I deal with personally, like just uh, running into uh no motivation mm-hmm. like like I'll, I'll write for a for a while and then i'll just come home one day from work and exhausted and yeah i'm taking care of my daughter before my wife gets home from work and mm-hmm. next thing you know three or four days have gone by and i haven't written a thing so that, that that's one of the things you really got to watch out for and not fall into too deep mm-hmm. because you know you could you, you could you know find yourself a week or two weeks and not writing anything yeah yeah that, that, that's happened to me a few times too i try to be better about it but life happens <laughs> life yeah life gets in the way so it's then like and then sometimes you just purposely i mean not purposely you just inadvertently forget oh, yeah. you know you, you forget to like sit in front of the computer and jot some things down but essentially something happens and you just find your way back um because of your writing, you know, I, I gotta ask, especially with a lot of this comic book related media that comes out a lot, you know, how do you like, because like, like, are you more of a Marvel fan? You seem like more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan. I am. I, I, I've always been a huge Marvel fan. My very first comic I bought was a Spider-Man comic book back through uh, elementary school. Mm. And uh so Spider-Man's always been my my favorite. Nice. I do. I mean, I, I did collect some some DC. I like mm-hmm. Batman and the Flash. They, they were my right. two go-to. But more 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 often than not, Marvel is going to be my my pick. So what what are your thoughts on about like a lot of the recent Marvel, you know, related things that have come out, like you know things like WandaVision or Loki, Captain America, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like even the Eternals, which. I actually just saw the Eternals last night. Um, I'm going to be redoing my review on it later. But um, like, what do you think of all the recent? Like, what do you think of as far as the MCU as a whole? What do you think of it so far? Well, I mean, I was I was all in. I, re- I remember, you know, Iron Man came out. I watched that twice on the same day. Nice. And I watched every Marvel movie in the theater all the way up until Endgame. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I was I was all in for that. It was it was a great story uh, with uh, Disney Plus and the WandaVision and, mm. and, all, and all that. I liked them. They were good. Uh, there were some 
there were some things there you're like, eh, um, you know, but more or less, you know, they told good stories. Yeah. And I was excited to see them. I haven't seen the Eternals yet. Um, I'm I'm kind of up in the air whether or not I want to go see it in the theater or, or or wait for it to drop on Disney Plus. Right. I think I might just wait, but I've heard I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I really don't want to. I, I really can't say anything until I see it because yes. mm-hmm. there have been a lot of times where you'll get a review and and everyone will just say how horrible it is. Right. And then I'll go see it. I'm like, well, no, that that, that was pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I I know they weren't really well ex, well accepted, but Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp, I love those movies. I love those yeah. movies. Like even even myself, I will say that like even even something like Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, I didn't think I would enjoy those movies, and I actually ended up enjoying those movies a great deal. You know, I I, I think. And this is something I've talked about before. We've reached a point where everyone thinks they're a critic. Mm. And what's really happening is that they're, they're really being more emotional about what they're watching instead of being analytical about what they're watching. Because even going as far back to like, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, which by the way, I, I think Infinity War is better than Endgame. That's just me. As a story, I think I find Infinity War more intriguing than Endgame, although I enjoyed, you know, Endgame a great deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and like you said, you know, there's a lot of people that say they, they go into these things and they talk and they say that they didn't like it. And of course, that's their opinion. But then when you go see it, it's like, I, I don't know exactly what you guys saw because I thought this was pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, everything, I guess, is subjective to ourselves. Um like I said, I saw Eternals last night. I actually, I thought it was a pretty interesting movie. You know, I mm-hmm. can tell you right now without giving any spoilers any away, it's, it's not as action-packed as like the other movies are. You know, a lot of the other Marvel movies, you know, they have a they have a formula, you know. Yeah. It's the big CGI fight at the end. You know, this one is a little bit different. And I think it's okay that we start, especially for Marvel, to start going in a different direction as opposed to what they've been doing all these past 10 years. But, you know, everybody gets comfortable. That's what happens. Everybody gets comfortable with a certain style of filmmaking and then they just go from there on it. So, you know, like I've seen people say things about, good things and bad things about Eternals. It's, just, it's really one of those movies where like, you have to watch it on your own and you have to make yeah. the determination from there. Now, so. I, I know there are some, some of the Marvel movies where if they I'm, I'm a real big fan of the source material. I mean, right. I, I've read the comics and if something happens in the comics, I kind of like to see it portrayed on the screen. And when, mm-hmm. when they go too far away from the source material, I get a little, little uh, iffy. Yeah. But you know, I'm, 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 I'm not going to poo poo all over it just, just because of that. Right. I'll, I'll kind of take it in stride. If you understand what I mean. It's oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, take it for what it is. Really. Yeah. You know, but so. I mean, like I said, if, uh, uh, well, I, I, I guess that's, this isn't really a, a very good example, but uh, 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 Harkness from uh, WandaVision. Yes. She was, I mean, you know, she was big in the Fantastic Four and, 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 and a lot of that. But since, mm-hmm. the, you know, since Marvel hasn't introduced them yet and then when they introduce her, they really couldn't, you know, bring in all that backstory. Right. So they had to change things for her. And I and, and I got that. And I was fine with that. That, that wasn't right. a big issue for me. Mm-hmm. I know I heard some other people say they didn't like it. And but, you know, it, 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 it's what it is. It's it, it's a good character. They brought her in the best way they could. Yeah. And I, I think going forward, they could use her a lot in other things. Yeah. I agree. Especially with how, you know, they kind of wrapped her story up in WandaVision. You know, she's definitely still around. So there's definitely things that they can do with her in the near future. But I, I, I will agree with you. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in that boat too, where it's like, I'm, I'm a fan of like what was written in the comics. So ideally i would like for what's whatever is being translated for comic books to be 
closely related to the source material. Like, even when it comes to like Infinity War and Endgame, you know, I know the actual comics is like it was the quest for the gems, which is the Infinity Gauntlet, and then the Infinity War is them trying to stop Thanos from doing what he does. You know, movies are movies, so they have to make the necessary changes for it to fit on screen. But, you know, I try not to be one of those guys where it's like, it didn't, that's not how it happened in the comic book, so I don't like it. Like, no, no. I can appreciate it for what they were trying to do. Yeah. That's pretty much all I can say. You know, um, I know that um, you've mentioned that, you know, writing has helped you deal with, you know, your issues such as like depression and things like that. Like, how, how did you find that outlet? Well, um, I was, uh, that that's one of the reasons why my wife just kind of broke down and told me to write. I was, I was in a really dark place and uh i was it got so bad i couldn't even, i couldn't even leave my house mm -hmm. the, the the depression had, had just driven me so far down and i was on the internet trying to find any way i could get out of it you know just, right. just trying to find some kind of outlet and a lot of sites would tell would say try writing it try writing so i talked to my wife about it and she said why don't you try writing a book mm. so i I kind of gave her a little bit of lip service. Yeah, 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 yeah. And eventually about a month or two later, I finally broke down. I said, you know what? I, I got to try something. And I just grabbed my laptop, sit on my kitchen table, sat down and I just started typing. And I, I, I saw the uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Eventually I saw, I saw a way out and I was able to uh, about halfway through the book, I felt better than I had in a long time. And I realized I wasn't feeling those uh, feelings of depression anymore. I was actually nice. going out. I was actually, you know, living my life again. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I attribute that all to, uh, to writing. It, it, and, and that's actually a really good thing because, you know, these days it can become harder and harder to try to find a way to like, take yourself out of you know depression and anxiety and we also live in a time where it's very easy to be creative mm -hmm. you know i've i've made over the past couple of years i've made a lot of friends who are in like the film industry or like tv or like who write comic books and books and stuff like that and and it was interesting because the fact that you mentioned that writing helped you battle your way out of your your issues like and, e and even me because i find writing to be very therapeutic mm -hmm, you yeah. know e even though i mean i always have the time to write but even just the idea of brainstorming certain things that you want to turn into stories like i find therapeutic because you know everybody has a different writing process some people outline some people just jump right in but I guess it's just one of those things where you get when you get your thoughts out and you get them on paper or on your computer, it's like it's like a release. You oh know, yeah, you're, you're fighting letting letting that stuff out, and much like you, like I turned to like comic books and like you know movies and TV shows because like those are like my outlets, you know, for me to like. It, it, it's interesting because in a world where Re reality tv is still a thing you know i often tell people like you know i watch tv to kind of escape reality oh yeah <laughs> so i mean and i know most reality tv is practically scripted at this point but it's like you know if i wanted to see that i'd just look outside my window you know like i want to i want to watch something like seinfeld or watch something like falcon and the winter soldier or mm -hmm. wandavision something that's going to you know, tackle certain things that happen in reality, but take a different spin on it. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I enjoy like comic book movies, not just superhero movies, but comic book movies in general, because they take these issues and they present it in a way where it's like, okay, like, you know, even going back to Marvel, and I know some people had issues with this, especially with Iron Man 2, because there's a good comic book arc in the comics where you know iron man dealt with alcoholism 
Yeah. You know, they kind of touched on it in Iron Man 2, but not fully. Um, you know, I tell people, like, you know, if you really want to delve into that, just go ahead and read the comic. Movies can only do but so much. Yeah. But when you and 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 it's interesting when I hear, especially recently, when I hear people saying that they don't want politics in their comic book movies, and then I just look at them like, have you read a comic book before? That's literally what politics is literally in almost every comic book story like some level of politics in there it may not have to be on like a government level but like there's always internal conflicts and choosing sides within these whether you're a villain or a superhero within these different factions mm-hmm. of being a superpowered individual and it 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 it, it kind of kills me when i hear people say that but it's also like, and like when it comes to like people like me and you who write and we understand these concepts, is like I could take politics out of it, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. Yeah, I I know there was there's a lot of. I, I realized early on when I was writing there there were going to be some political issues in my book. Right. And I did my best to present every side I could. You know, here's here here's one side of the issue. Here's the other side of the issue. Here's a third side. Maybe no one thought of, but it's coming up. Right. But I did. I made sure to not offer any solutions. I'm like, I'm you. You make up your own mind. Here's right. Here's here's everything out there. The characters are going to make up their minds and do what they want. That that's one thing. But as 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 a reader, I didn't I didn't I made sure not to hit them over the head with you got to make this decision. Right. And I that's what I think I like best when, when it comes with, with, with the movies. The, the movies that try to hit you over the head with mm-hmm. with certain certain ideals. Yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try I'm gonna turn that off right away. Yeah. But the ones that but the ones that can offer up, you know, here's this, here's that, make up your mind. Yeah, that's great. I love right. seeing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like what would you say are some of the tropes? Not even just in the movies and TV shows, but even in comics and as well. What are some of the shows that you think, you know, going forward they can possibly incorporate or omit from their stories? Oh, who? I know my my one pet peeve trope, and this 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 might not be a very popular pet peeve for some things. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of the little kid who happens to be the savior type thing you know no i'm i'm you know they did it with harry potter that was fine uh, mm-hmm. but you know i'm I, I guess because i'm older i i i seeing a, a 12 year old kid you know run around like yeah, yeah i can solve everything mm-hmm. you, you you can't even finish your homework yet right because <laughs> So that's that that's that's my one pet peeve trope. Uh, the uh, I, I guess if there's one I really love, it's it's the hero's journey. Yes. You can I, I I can never get enough of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they could probably do a better job of of presenting it. it. It seems you know people have gotten to a rut with the way they're doing things. Yeah. But showing showing a man or you know a woman who. Uh, who gets saddled with power and then they have to try to figure out how to use it and, and, and uh, overcome a lot of stuff before they can get to the end. Yeah. Matter of fact, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's just about everything in deadlock. Mm. The, the main character, Eddie, he gets, he gets hit with the, with all those superpowers and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I, I was, I was, I was hit with this. I got superpowers and I was told to fight somebody. That's mm-hmm. it. What do I do now? Right. That that I'm I'm and I'm actually right there with you because that's actually um I mean I don't really see them doing it too much, but I know they still do it. Like 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 you said, the whole kid, you know, the becoming a hero, and it's like you know it's been done plenty and plenty of plenty of times. You know whether it's the Teen Titans or the Young Avengers, Spider Man which is mm. pretty much the tried and true one right there. And granted, everybody 
love Spider-Man because it's Spider-Man. You know, he's the your everyday New York kid who's also trying to do the right thing. But it's like, let me get a story where it's like a 40-year-old like mom of two who is like trying to maintain a house life, but then she becomes a superhero or she yeah. gets powers. And now she has to kind of figure out, you know, does she want to do this or does she just want to still live a normal life? Um, things think that like I can like that trope, I can definitely see because again, this and that's actually one I share also. Like I, I I get tired of seeing, you know, I mean, okay, yes, I mean, we understand kids are kind of they're young, they're vibrant, you know, they kind of have the energy to do this, but like give me someone who kind of doesn't have the energy to do that. You know, they, they, they've kind of been through the ring of light and, and it may not be like a horrible home life. It's just like they're an adult. You, you hit a certain age and it's like, eh, I don't, don't, don't really want to do that. You know, so. And, uh, and definitely the um, hero, the hero's journey is definitely, I mean, I think that's just a trope that everybody to some degree can relate to. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And um. You know, I, I look at things like such as like Invincible, where you know the character Mark discovered his, his superpowers finally emerges. So now he wants to jump full on into the superhero thing, only to find out that his dad is who was supposed to be the greatest hero in the world is actually kind of a bad guy. You know, at the end of the day, so it's like then you got to deal with that. So like, and I, and I think that's why. I mean, and I know the story of Invincible has been out for years, but I think that's why. You know, once the animated series came out, I think that's what threw everybody off of off kilter because it's like, oh, wait a second, this isn't your traditional hero's journey. He has to deal with a villain who's essentially his dad. And it's like, how, how do you how do you deal with that? You know. Yeah. So like I mean, I I I I like to think comic book writers have definitely tried to incorporate everything in today's world into the stories. You know, I see a lot of people complaining about comic books being woke and all this other stuff. And I, and I tell people like, you know, comics have always been political. They've always been quote unquote woke in their own right. You know, it's just the fact that a lot of you guys never read them. So you wouldn't know, you know. When I, so when I hear people say like, I don't want comic, I don't want politics in my comic books. Like, that's why I said, like, comic politics have always been in comic books. You're dealing with individuals who fight crime outside the parameters of law. There, there's gonna be some quote unquote backlash from that from the people who work with inside the law. That's why the term vigilante exists, you know. But it, it, it's I I it's an interesting thing to look at because as more comic book stories are being adapted into screen, TV, you know, or either or, or some or another medium, it's going to be very prominent that that's these are things that are going to continue to happen. Like if, if there was one thing you can change, I guess about the superhero genre, what would it be? Ooh, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I, I honestly don't know to tell you the truth. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm I don't know if I'm so deep into it that I I, I can't see mm -hmm. anything else. But uh, changing the superhero genre, I think. Well, I think I'd make it a little more grounded. Mm -hmm. I, I you know I I like. I'm I'm fine with you know the like like the Superman you know big invincible it's it's yeah they they gotta try to find ways to knock him down a bit you know a peg or two yeah. just so you can have a villain but but just just making things a little more grounded a little more realistic it's it's something I like to see things go that way like yeah. the uh, the new Batman movie coming out that looks really good. I mean oh, that, yes. that looks that looks gritty and dark and it, it looks like a real guy. Yes. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think is I th I really think it's gonna do well. Um it actually brings me to another question. 
what are your thoughts on people who feel like certain comic book stories or certain comic book movies are too dark? Uh, well, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, if you're going to have some heroes like Spider-Man who, who mm -hmm. he, he's just, I mean, you're not going to get a real dark story out of Spider-Man. Right. More, I mean, not, not a movie Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. That's they're always going to portray him as 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 comical and light. And, and, yeah. But you can get these guys like uh, Batman, or you can get the Punisher, yeah. Daredevil, mm -hmm. and you can bring them down and make them dark and gritty and just. And that's great. I love it. The uh, the Netflix Daredevil series. Oh, that oh, was yes. that was awesome. Yes. Absolutely I mean, just, agree. just the brutality of, of some of those fights mm -hmm. and, and, and seeing uh, Matt Murdock just, you know, just walk away bloody. And then and, and now he's got to put on a suit and, and try to be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it, was, it was nuts. I, I will definitely say out of all the Netflix Marvel series, I, Daredevil was definitely my favorite. Yeah. I don't think, because I think it went, it went to three seasons and I don't think I... I don't think I did didn't dislike any of those seasons. I, I enjoyed all three seasons of Daredevil. Um, in fact, even the third one where they introduced Bullseye, who I thought was fantastic. I thought it was a I thought he was a good foil for Matt Murdock. Um, I I enjoyed that a great deal. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was actually interesting. Um. The first season I enjoyed a lot because I, I just thought Kilgrave was phenomenal. I, yeah. I thought I thought he was very well done. Mm. Um, the Punisher series, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm half and half on the Punisher series because there are some elements that I thought didn't work, but I enjoyed the Punisher's, I guess, portrayal. I think John Bernthal did a great job. Yeah. And then, of course, there's um, Iron Fist, which we, yeah. Mm. They tried. I, I, I wanted I wanted to like Iron Fist so much, but it's it every time they took one step forward that was good, they they fell three steps back. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, uh. Mm -hmm. And then even on Luke Cage, Luke Cage, I think I enjoyed the first season of Luke Cage more than I did. I believe I only went up to two seasons, you know. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I yeah, Daredevil I think was the best one out of out of all of them. Honestly, yeah. I think the yeah, it was definitely the best one. So I mean, I'm hoping like I know there's speculation that he might show up in the next Spider-Man movie. I don't think it's supposed, to, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I do hope he comes back. Because not only was Charlie Cox good as Daredevil, but um Vincent D'Onofrio was a great Wilson Fisk. Like I I I loved him as a kingpin. It was it, it and we had only had one other live action iteration, and that was the Daredevil movie. But no, Wilson Fisk brought he he, he embodied that role uh, uh, like to a high degree, and if they brought if they brought any of those shows back, it would have to be Daredevil. My my wife's not a huge superhero fan, but mm -hmm. she loves Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, and I actually got her to sit down and watch some of the Daredevil episodes. Mm -hmm. She loved it. She thought <laughs> she thought it was great. So that that I can believe um um what is something that you think people undervalue as far as writing is concerned today undervalues writing um because i i feel like and because i know a lot of people who like to let's just be real a lot of people like to criticize a lot of these movies and tv shows and and, and this is something i often say a lot because a lot of people tend to blame the actors for you know how good or bad something is and i tell people like you know the actors are just one cog in the machine if the writing isn't good then everything falls apart mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's my thing so but i think and i think because a lot of people under appreciate how much a writer brings to the actual story because they write the story yeah so like what would you say would be something some things about right now people undervalue um i i think just just how difficult it is to 
get all the voices right. I mean, you're not you're writing for uh, five, six characters, and you mm -hmm. have to make them all unique, and you have to make them all all separate. So it really takes time to flesh out these characters, and and while you're writing, make sure that you know your villain isn't sounding like your hero, or or right. your secondary character is not saying something that you know they would never say, or it's it, it's it's tough keeping everybody straight yeah mm -hmm. that that i will agree with because you know depending i mean because you got to figure you got the main characters in your story then you got the side characters and you literally have to have all these different voices in your mind because not all of them can sound the same mm -hmm. you know and even not even with just movies but you got to figure like animations where you got and, and then, because then you look at people who do voice acting, and if they voice more than one character, they have to be able to change, you know, what this character sounds to what this character sounds like, sometimes at the drop of a hat. You know, I look at someone like, you know, Mark Hamill, who's done The Joker, mm -hmm. who does Skeletor right now for Masters of the Universe Revelations, who's done other voices too, or even, someone like Tara Strong or even Kevin Conroy. And you gotta sit, you gotta sit, you like it, voice acting is definitely one of those brushes that amazes me a great deal. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm in awe of, of voice actors, just how they can, they can voice so many different characters and mm -hmm. not get confused. Yeah. And then that's the other thing too, because I think people don't understand how easy it is to get confused when you're not only just voicing a certain actor or a certain character you're writing a certain character because it can be very easy especially if you're writing like back to back to back to back to back like how you know certain characters might blur for you you might start writing lines for one character and it's really for another character and then depending on if the characters are kind of almost similar in description is like you gotta be able to separate you know the two or three or the four characters from each other mm -hmm. you know so yeah I, I i can definitely agree you know i can definitely agree with that um what would you say is the main quality that makes a writer a great writer um that's tough because I'm, I'm i think i'm still working on trying to be a great writer mm -hmm. uh I say just just keep writing. Just you know, keep keep practicing your craft. Just because uh, I I know when I, when I first wrote Deadlock uh, after the first uh, version of it, I, I wrote the, the I gave it to my my wife to read. Mm -hmm. She read it, you know, and she she gave me notes, and I went back and I I did the editing and this uh, second book I finished. I handed it to her to read and she goes, this is a lot cleaner than the, than the last book you wrote. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I, I like to think I'm getting better as I'm doing it. You know, the yeah. first book was my first book. The second book, I, 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 I had gone through all the, I'd fell into all the holes that most, you know, writers fall into and you know, what, yeah. you know, what not to do. So mm -hmm. when I was able to do that, she's like, yeah, this is, this is a lot cleaner than, than the, than the first book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, once you get the approval from the wife, you're you're in pretty good shape at, <laughs> at, at that point because usually your family members are like your first critics, mm. you know. So, and, and my uh, wife is a my wife is a voracious reader. She she, she mm. reads everything, and so I hand her my book, and she's through it and notes within a week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's, that's actually, and that's actually a good thing too. And I think a lot of people don't realize, like, if you have a partner or a spouse that, like, you know, actually helps you push your dream forward, that that is a big plus. Because, mm -hmm. like, even me, like, you know, whenever I write something, I give it to my fiance so she can look over, you know, help me point out if I made any grammatical errors, if things make sense, if there's a if the continuity is there or not. You know, like it's different when you're like just doing this on your own and then like you're sending it out to people 
for them to look over and sometimes they take forever to get back to you yeah. with like with a critique at least with somebody there you know you can get immediate feedback as to mm -hmm. what you need to work on um how old is your daughter she's nine. Oh, she's nine does has yeah. she read any of your stuff or is she not ready yet <laughs> well she She's read a little bit of of, of Deadlock, but she's mm. she, you know she's not really into that. Into that, yeah. I, I I tell her, don't worry, you'll you'll get a little older, you'll like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll 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 definitely fall fall into it. Um, what would you say makes your stories unique from others? Um, ah, ooh, I don't. No, to tell you the truth. No. Um, I like to think I'm writing from a, a, a really honest place. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the anxiety and depression issues I was dealing with. I sprinkled that through deadlock. I, I, okay. The main character. He goes through some things that puts him in a very depressed state. Mm -hmm. So I used what I had to uh and i gave it to him and I, that again helped as i'm writing work through some things right and so i i, I like to think that as i don't know if uh, i'm sure there's a lot of other writers who have written you know characters with depression but i like to think that since i was actually going through it at the time mm -hmm. right. i had a really good foundation of what i was doing and yeah i was able to express that well that's actually that's actually really that's really that is unique that is absolutely unique because you know when we look at writers like and they've gone through certain episodes like you said you went through your issues or writers who've gone through like you know depending on what the story they're writing about they've gone to like you know either physical or emotional you know violence or they've known someone who's passed on you know or things like that and they apply it into their story you know, that's definitely a unique, you know, trait because you're putting your life experience into what you're writing. So mm -hmm. it creates that connection with both what you're writing and what it hopefully does is create a connection for other people who've been through that. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, going back to Marvel, you know, you had situations where Tony Stark had to deal with alcoholism. Um, Hank Pym was was an abuser you know he he, he abuses wife Janet um van dyne um i believe captain marvel um carol danvers she dealt with alcoholism too you know just just certain things and we never really sit and wonder you know if the writers actually went through that themselves and then you know you got some like yourself and others that you know they'll come out and say like you know i went through this so i was able to apply my life experiences into this character so that's where the authenticity comes from mm -hmm. you know so i can i can definitely agree with that being a unique you know trait that you put into your writing that makes it better because it does make it better when you put your life experiences into what you're writing it definitely creates a, a much more you know engaging story yes I see you got a lot of collectibles in there. I, I am a collector myself. What would you say is the one thing you like most about your collection? Well, give, give us a run out because I see I see the Darth Vader helmet. I see the comic books on the wall. I, I, I got my Darth Vader helmet, and mm -hmm. I got some comics here. Uh, uh, I got a R two D two cardboard cutout stand up, and more comics and stuff back there. Uh, that corner is my Doctor Who corner. Nice. I got a little Doctor Who stuff. Uh, I have some more artwork on the wall over there. Can't see, but mm -hmm. I got a Ghost Rider and stuff. Um, the one I, I guess the one I, my most is uh, I have a uh, sonic screwdriver over there. My wife got oh, me. Wow. Okay. For uh, for our anniversary. <laughs> um do you collect a lot do you collect often 
I try to. Um, it's uh, it, it's a balancing act between you know making sure I I take care of all the all the bills and make mm-hmm. sure that goes through. And but then you know if I see something that I just gotta have, yeah, I'll I'll set some money aside and go go after it then. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat too. You can't really see it, but you know I got a whole bunch of posters. All my collectibles are in the um, other room somewhere. Um, what is something? that you thought you'd never get into? Like, did you, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a kind of open-ended question. So what's something that you thought you'd never would find yourself doing now? Um, well, I, I never thought I'd actually be a writer and <laughs> here I am, you know, I've got a, one book published and second on the way. That's that, that's something I I honestly didn't think I would do. I mean, because like I said, I had the story in my head for the, for a long time, and I just kind of didn't do much with it. I was so busy working and you know doing family stuff. I just kind of let that go to the side, and it was it was one of those things that wasn't really important at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it it took a it took my anxiety and depression to knock me down to almost zero to get me to realize right. you know writing was what i should be doing um what was your profession before you started running well i'm 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 still i still work a full-time job okay okay all right all yeah. right because my I next question was going to be do you write full-time or do you just do that on the side i wish i could write full-time <laughs> but uh no I, I i work a full-time job my wife works second shift so uh when i'm done work i pick my daughter up from the sitters and uh i spend time with her and then from the time she goes to bed around eight o'clock to my mm-hmm. time to my wife gets home at 10 that's my writing window okay i got two hours to sit down and bang out as many words as possible mm-hmm. that, that sounds about right um with everything that's happened with covid and the pandemic um how, how did it how did it affect you it didn't really affect me much at all. The, okay. the job I the job I work now, um, we kept going. Okay. All right. So yeah. So and and my wife works at a uh, a nursing home. Oh, okay. So right, so, so she kept going. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the pandemic really didn't seem to slow us down at all. Oh, that's good. We, we, that's we good. stayed we stayed pretty busy. The only thing we had to do was school shut down a little bit earlier, so we had to <clears> find. Uh, more time for our sitter right uh, other than that yeah it was it was it, it didn't really do much for, for us at all okay which that's uh, good that's good yeah. i guess i should be thankful for that yeah yeah because i mean um where i live in new jersey you know a lot of places shut down like i i i have a you know full-time job too i work at a school so you know, before they they put in virtual learning, you know, I had time off. But I will say, you know, the virtual learning definitely allowed me to be home a little bit more. So I was able to do a lot more creative stuff. We're back in the building now. So that's fun. That's that's fun. But, you know, it didn't really affect us too much either. You know, so so that, that was that was the plus side. Um, let me see before we get into some rapid fire questioning. Um, if you could be a personal assistant to anyone, who would it be? Ooh. Or rather, if you could work with anyone, who would it be? Ah. Uh, you know, I'd probably, I, I know this is probably going to sound, you know, you know, of course he said this, but I'd, I'd probably say I'd like to work with Stephen King. Mm. Just, just, just to see, you know, how he goes about things and doing things, and and I'd just like to be a fly on the wall there. But if I yeah. if I could get a chance to work with him and and learn, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd I'd jump at that. That's and and it's interesting because I'm I'm a big Stephen King fan myself, so I think that would definitely be an interesting little thing to sit down on. Um. You know, I've enjoyed a lot of his books and especially a lot of the books that turn into movies. Mm-hmm. So that's actually that's actually really interesting because I, I can't really think of any other any other writer that I would probably sit in with. 
Um, all right, so rapid fire questioning: DC or Marvel? I, well, I think we already know the answer to that question. You said Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> uh, favorite hero? Doctor Strange. Ancient, favorite villain? Doctor Doom. Ooh. Um, favorite storyline? Uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Okay. Um, Vader or Kylo Ren? Vader. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jedi or Sith? Sith. Sith. They're more fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they seem to have more fun. Um, original trilogy, prequel trilogy, or the sequel trilogy? Original. Original. Yeah. Um, if you can change, if you could change anything about the prequel trilogy, what would it be? Um, uh, different kid playing Anakin. Mm. Who would you Who would you pick? Because I actually have a pick, but who would you have? Honestly, I don't know anybody. But I mean, the kid did a fine job. I mean, he was a kid. Yeah. But he he, he just seemed a little grating to me. Would you have had him as a kid in the Phantom Menace, or would you have made him older? Uh no, I think I, I think having him as a kid worked because mm -hmm. you know it, it it kind of set up his mindset for the for the next two movies. Mm -hmm. You know, getting pulled out as a kid, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of getting messed with. Yeah, it's yeah, it fit. Your favorite Doctor from Doctor Who? The Fourth Doctor, Tom Baker. Uh, okay, I, th I think a lot of my friends share the same share the same sentiment. Um, if Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't Doctor Strange, who would you have picked for him? Uh, I know, I I know they said uh, Joaquin Phoenix was was kind of in the running at one point. That would have right. been a, that would have been an interesting uh, choice. I, I'd like to see him try that. That would have been very interesting. I, to I totally forgot that he was in a running to play him. Um, favorite Spider-Man? Uh, we talking movies? Oh, well, actor, yeah. So favorite actor. Favorite, okay. favorite actor as Spider-Man, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like Tobey Maguire. I think he did a fine job. Which is your favorite Spider-Man movie? Oh, it's, it's got to be Spider-Man 2 with, with Doc yeah. Ock. Yep, yep. I, 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 yeah, me too. That's that's me right there. Like, and as a person who didn't hate, like, the 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 Andrew Garfield movies, I actually didn't mind the Amazing Spider-Man two. The Amazing Spider-Man one, eh, didn't really do anything for me. But the, I actually kind of enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man two. But Spider-Man, Spider-Man two with Doc Ock is still has to be one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Um. When do you think they'll introduce the X Men into the MCU? I don't know. I mean, they the, the X the X Men have been pretty saturated as of late. So yeah. So if if they don't introduce them soon, I'm not going to be real upset. Now, if mm -hmm. they if they if they introduce mutants, kind of like trickle them in, mm -hmm. I think that would be great. Yeah. Just have one or two here or there, and then just kind of build up to it, almost like an Avengers style uh, uh, yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Actually, wouldn't be a bad. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, yeah, that definitely wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, favorite Stephen King book? Um, the Stand. Mm. Did you watch the new one? I did. How was it? Because I I tried to start it, but I never had the time to. It it was, for, it was a muddled mess. Mm. They 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 went back and forth in time. They they took a lot of liberties with the again with the source material. Right. They just they they, they just it felt like they just took a lot of the stuff and just said mm, no we don't need that. Mm. Uh, the the original Stan miniseries from the nineties. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people are like yeah, but that that did a really good job with 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 what they had. Yeah, and they had a lot more they could have done this time around. It feels like they just wasted it. Mm 
they wasted a really good opportunity to put the story out there and they just kind of missed it. I can agree with that because I, like I said, I started it, but it didn't grab me like the original one did. Mm. And that's probably why I didn't finish. I'll probably try to finish it at some point, but you know, I, I, I can agree. It didn't seem like it had that same authenticity like the old one did. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite celebrity? Favorite celebrity? Bruce Campbell. Yeah. I love yeah. Bruce Campbell. He, that, that guy can be in anything and I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I just realized you really can't go wrong with Bruce Campbell. Um, your least favorite celebrity. Oh, man. I don't know if we have a time for that list. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, top five, top five least favorite celebrities. Well, um, uh, Tom Cruise, mm. he's just he's just something not right about that guy. Um, I don't think I really have any others I really dislike a lot, but okay. Tom Cruise, if I see him coming, I'll just you know get to the side of the street, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what celebrity do you think is the best role model for kids today? Um, you know, I like Keanu Reeves. He's, he, he seems to be, every interview I see with him and stuff, he seems to be a really honest, genuine guy. And he, he seems like somebody, you know, if, if, if he gave kids advice, you know, you, you could listen to it. Yeah. Are you, ex like, all right, first thing, are you a fan of the Matrix movies? Yes. Are you looking forward to the sequel? I am. Uh, uh, a little trepidation because yes. I, I have no idea where they're going with this. Yeah. I thought I thought the first three kind of finished things out and we were mm -hmm. done and I was happy. Yeah. And now to find out there's going to be a fourth, I'm like, uh, I'll watch it. Yes. I mean, that, that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have HBO Max, but this this will be the movie when it comes out that gets me to plunk down the, uh, the money to... Uh, get that streaming service yeah um i'm debating on whether or not i'm gonna go to the movies to go watch it i'm a big matrix head so i probably will but just like you know, i'm like you know we had three the story got wrapped up pretty well i don't know what more you can do but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens mm -hmm. which brings me to what did you think of did you watch the new doom no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch that yet. Did you watch the old one? Yes, I watched. What did you? How, what did you think of that? I liked it. I mean, I, I, I tried reading the book mm. early on in, in in high school, but it was yeah. it was just a little dense for me. It was a little, yeah. So I never got around to finishing it. So my whole Dune experience was that movie. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fine. Uh, it, it was it was a good movie for what it was. Uh, I know Sci-Fi tried to do it, a a, uh, a Dune miniseries. Yeah, ten years ago ish. Maybe yeah, just about, just about. I, I didn't. I wanted to watch that, but I that didn't really look like it. It, it didn't really draw me in. Right. Yeah. So because this one, this one looks really good. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna wait for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I want to give it a look. Um. Last question. What advice would you give out to anyone who's looking to get into writing? Um, just start writing. Don't worry how bad things can get. You know, you can you can edit and, and do stuff like that. Just get it down on paper or, or on your computer and, and, and get it together because that's the really tough part. People people will sit down and they'll write a little bit and like, nah, no, I don't got it. And they'll just give up. Right. Just, just keep writing. That's the most, that's, that's what I did. I just, I sat down and I just kept writing. No matter how bad I thought it was, I just kept going because I knew I needed to finish it. Right. I think, I think that's very, very, very good advice. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think, I think I've got all the questions I need. I guess um, before we close out, just let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your book, where they can purchase your book at, 
you know, all that stuff. Well, in my book, Deadlock, mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Hudler, it's on uh, Amazon. So you can go there and, and uh, type, type Stephen Hudler and Deadlock and that'll, that'll, that'll come up. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram under uh, Stephen Hudler or Hudler Stephen, depending on how it's worded. And uh, I just I just put up a YouTube channel not too long ago, trying to okay, trying to trying to get some. Uh, there you can find me under uh, Blue Collar Author. Okay. So, trying to get some more uh, avenues out to uh, publicize my book. Okay. Um, I will definitely have all these links in the description box for everyone to go to. I'm gonna go to them myself um facebook instagram youtube you know he's going to be there and again his book is on amazon i'm going to actually put mine in my shopping cart soon so i can order my book too all right um i want to thank you again for coming onto the show this was really 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 fun um 10 to 1 we'll probably do this again <laughs> at some point in, in the future we'll probably I'd definitely do this again in the future that'd be great uh, so um you know, we'll find something new to talk about, you know, 2020 is almost here. And I believe, I don't, I don't even know how many Marvel movies are coming out next year. I mean, I know a lot of them got pushed back mm -hmm. to later on next year. So we'll see. But if anything, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have something else to talk about from writer to writer, as a matter yes. of fact. So um, I want to thank you again for coming out to the show. I really, really appreciate it. Appreciate being on here. Thank you. And um, guys, this will be up on YouTube later, and this will be up on podcast streaming services later on in a week, too. Thank you all for watching and checking us out, and we will catch you guys next time. See, even though you can't really see my hand, it's kind of blurred out right now. But. <laughs> <laughs>